check. One, two, three, four, five, six. You took two of my numbers. I took two. I'm stingy that way. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> okay, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Taking them back. Welcome to Beauty and the Ghee, the podcast about jujitsu and so much more. I'm Jen Eads, a four stripe white belts. That felt really good to say. <laughs> Great. Uh, super curious about jujitsu and all the things. And I'm AJ Klingerman, a one stripe brown belt, uh, obsessed with jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> now what do we do? <laughs> and done. That's it. That's the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We actually went to Instagram so uh, for a Q&A for this episode. I'm very excited about this. I always get very excited when people actually show up and participate and, and engage. Yeah. 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 And I mean... You guys are fantastic. Yeah, we got some really good questions. Yeah, we did. And so we are going to answer some of these questions on Instagram as we're recording this episode. So if you follow us on Instagram, you may have already gotten these answers. And if you don't follow us, uh, why not? You'll find us there at Beauty and the Ghee podcast. That's right. And there's going to be extra that we don't have on Instagram, but yeah. make sure to follow us so that next time we do a Q&A, they can ask questions and... Yeah, participate. That's right. Hang out. Yeah. Join the fun. All right. So our first question was about the picture that I posted with the stripe. Are you getting the four stripe? Yes. And they wanted to know what your feelings about it were. Uh, joy and elation. <laughs> four stripes, a big one. I know. I was really, I was really excited about it. And I got it on my birthday, which just made it that much better. Yeah, definitely. To actually get something on my birthday that I felt like I earned and it wasn't just like, here, here's presents and stripes. Yeah. And four stripe is a big deal, like on any belt, uh -huh. um, but it feels like an extra big deal at white belt. It really does. I feel like I'm just going to enjoy this for as long as I can Yeah, because I don't feel, I don't feel rushed like, oh, now I've got to get to my blue belts. Right. And initially, I mean, when I started this, you know, three years ago, I was like, oh, I could probably be a blue belt by the time I'm 50. Not planning on, you know, a pandemic and shoulder surgery right. in the mix. Yeah. So even just to get that fourth stripe, I was like, okay, there's been progress and things are moving ahead. And yeah, I'm just going to enjoy it. Yeah, good. And mm -hmm. I think you've improved so much in these last few months. Like, I know you've upped your training a little bit, mm -hmm. but like, I just feel like you've really hit your stride. Like you are understanding jujitsu a lot more. I can feel it even today, like in that one role that you saw, I recognized what I was doing wrong. I think also too, because I had a great rolling partner Yeah, and he's, he is so slow and just chill. And it's so nice because then I can feel, oh, I gave him too much space there. Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have given up that underhook maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's finally, I feel like the pieces are slowly starting to come together in my little brain. Yeah. And that's Donovan. I am so impressed by him. Oh, he's, I love him. He can roll it. I mean, he's a white belt. Yeah. Like two stripe white belt, maybe. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he can roll with anybody yes. and be at their level. Not, you know, like not that he can yeah. roll with black belts or whatever, but we have a lot of white and blue belts in that class that are mm -hmm. at various levels and he will roll hard and be very strong with the blue belts yeah and he will roll nice and light with the brand new white belts or you know like he just is very good at rolling at your level better 
better than I've seen a lot of people be able to do. Oh, yeah. Absolutely better than I've ever seen any white belt guy do. Yeah. Yeah. He's incredible. Yeah. Great, great training partner. Yeah, for sure. Another question we got asked on Instagram was what we think it takes to be a blue belt. Like, what do we think a blue belt should need to know? Well, I'm super curious about this question. (laughs) (laughs) So for us, we have like a fundamentals curriculum, a white to blue belt curriculum. I don't think you have to know everything on that, but you have to have a good idea of it. Um, You know, know a few sweeps and a few passes. You need to know, you know, a couple takedowns. You need to know how to make a game plan. You need to know some submissions from everywhere. Like you just need to have a good idea of a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. But I don't expect you to know, like there's like, I don't know, there's like 400 moves in our fundamentals curriculum, our like white to blue belt curriculum. Uh I don't expect you to know all 400, but mostly recognize each of them, right? Like you've been around long enough that I I teach something, you should be like, oh yeah, I think I've learned that before. Let me flip back to my notes, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, to be able to recognize like, I did not get that detail before. Uh huh. And I think that happens a lot throughout. Like I have purple belts come up to me that are like, you know what? I never thought that moved worked, but I was missing that detail. Exactly. So, you know, you're going to be missing a lot of the like details, but mm-hmm. just having a good idea of a little bit of everything. I still cannot execute a pendulum sweep, but I recognize it when it's done to me. <laughs> like, oh, I just got hit with a yeah. pendulum sweep. <laughs> That's definitely a hard one. There was a, I'm sure we've talked about it before on the podcast, but there was an advanced class that we were doing. Um, so it was all my female blue belts. And we were like, all right, show me a pendulum sweep. Show me a pendulum sweep. And not <laughs> one girl did it right. And I was just like, oh, God. OK, all right. I don't know this what is it is this about is those. Fine. I don't either. It's very interesting. It is like everyone's kryptonite. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to get you there. And yes. just, you know, like not making incredible mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you're going to make tons of mistakes. Obviously, that's going to happen for a while. But like the really obvious ones, like maybe going for an arm bar from guard and attacking the wrong arm. Mm-hmm. Like that's the direction it's supposed to bend. So yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. having that, like you shouldn't be making those big mistakes when mm-hmm. you hit blue belt. And I mean, on occasion you still have brain farts or whatever, but yeah. uh, in general, I want you to be able to do that. And honestly, I want you to be able to show some things. Like mm-hmm. for me, Um, I'm expecting my blue belts to start being leaders. For the women, that often means like you're being a leader in the women's only classes because that's also why we offer the advanced class Mm because it's something extra for you. So I want to see that you're like helping the new people learn how to do the warm-ups or something like that. For the guys, it often means that I'm saying you're safe for our females, our new females to go with. Mm -hmm. So you need to be able to control yourself and, you know, have good control of your body, have good control of your ego. All good things. Yeah, yeah. So another question we got asked on Instagram was about dealing with the egos in jujitsu, both ours and others. So I think part of that is dealing with it from your own side. It's being able to not hurt anyone mm-hmm. right like not yeah. on purpose because yeah. if they're coming after you not not being like well, okay well I'm gonna smash you now I'm gonna murder you yeah so having good control of your own body is helpful mm-hmm. um but just being able to accept defeat 
and not like throw a fit afterwards or anything. Yeah. Being able to just be a good teammate mm -hmm. is a part of it. And I think this is right now we're talking about our own egos, right? Yes. And I think this should also include being able to sit out when you're injured mm -hmm. and not uh, going too hard. Maybe just coming in and drilling instead of rolling. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. I think, um, you know, being able to say no to somebody like this is all on our own ego part. Dealing with other people's egos. Again, part of that is being able to say no to a role, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. if somebody else you know has an ego, mm -hmm. being able to say, you know, actually, you know, I'm good right now. Because yeah. if you know that, like, there are some people that you know they're either going to try and murder you, uh -huh. or if you go too hard on them, they're going to be upset. Mm -hmm. So maybe you just don't roll with that person. And I think it's always like being overly nice is good, uh -huh. right? Like, I don't have to feed into their ego. I don't have to, you know, give them a bigger head, but I'm going to be nice. I am going to, um, I don't know what else to say other than just be nice. Um, it's like Roadhouse. <laughs> it's like Roadhouse how? Well, because in Roadhouse, the uh, fabulous 80s movie with Patrick Swayze, for you youngsters that might have missed it the first time around, he's a bouncer at this bar and he's always like, just be nice. Yeah. Even if you're escorting someone out, be nice. Yeah. If they try to pick a fight with you, be nice. Yeah. It helps. It does. So highly, movie recommendation. I mean, I almost feel like I should save that for the off the mat tip, but it's so good. I'm just going to share it now. I'm just going to give Watch it to you Roadhouse. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like being nice helps um, with other people's egos. And I think this goes for your own ego. Don't coach at your belt level. Mm -hmm. Right. And that goes for other people's ego too. Like if I'm trying to coach you at or above my belt level, then there's an ego problem there, right? Mm -hmm. um, so don't do that. So like if I am a lower rank and I have an ego, I'm not going to coach somebody higher than me. Or if they have an ego, I'm never going to be like, actually, I think that you should be there. You know, I think you should do this. Like. Let the coach do it. Let the coach take care of it. Maybe ask the coach to come over like, hey, can you watch us? I don't know. Something feels wrong. That's a good way to mm -hmm. address it without correcting them yourself. Yeah. So. Or sometimes I will share like if something felt tight or like if something felt good or if it felt like no, like I could still move around. Like, I don't know how to fix it. Yeah. But that's how it felt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's very helpful. Or if you noticed a little detail or something. I'm just talking about more like when you're trying to like fix somebody's, uh -huh. you know, it yeah. it just gets rough a little bit sometimes. And, yeah. and I think that's when egos kind of rear up where you're like, you don't know more than me. I'm the same level as you, you know, like yeah. that can be a touchy subject a little bit. Yeah. So just call the coach over. They can help. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you know your partner. Like if, if you mm -hmm. train with the same partner a lot then they're probably used to feedback. Like you're, yeah. you're, you have a good relationship, but if you're with somebody that you know has an ego mm -hmm. um, or maybe you have an ego and don't recognize it, <laughs> just be careful of that. Yeah. Good, solid advice. Somebody asked what our favorite jujitsu gear to wear was or the benefits of jujitsu for mental health. Mm -hmm. Those are big differences. What's your favorite kind of gear to wear? 
for geese, it's Fuji because I just straight up have a Fuji booty. Yeah, same Fuji booty. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I think female Fuji cut geese are one of the best for my booty Mm -hmm. too, for sure. Obviously, my other favorite is role model stuff. Like, oh, I love yeah. all my role model rash guards so much. I really like my role model geese too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, definitely the role model stuff. Yeah. So, somebody wanted to know how much the role model rash guards were too. Um, the role model rash guards all run, I think, $40. And where can they get them? They can get them at rolemodelswanted.com. So, the other half of that question was mental health for BJJ, like how mm-hmm. it helps. Um, what would you say to that? I can only speak to my own experience exactly. with that. Yeah. But it is it's so it's so helpful from the community standpoint from I think being able to express whatever emotions or feeling that I'm having in my body like I can go kind of work through that and it's it's incredibly helpful. I know that I am a much better person when I've been to jujitsu three or four times during the week, um, because it just feels like it's, it would be so easy just to hang on to all of that. Cause you know, like at least in yoga, they say like your emotions live in your body. And a lot of times I just need to get them out of my body and out of my way and out of mostly out of my head. Yeah. And I think that's where I find that it helps me a lot. Yeah, definitely. It's a good stress reliever. For sure. Um, you know, I think of Al Woods saying, you know, exercise releases endorphins endorphins make people happy and happy people don't kill their husbands or wives <laughs> we're hitting all the movies today aren't we <laughs> yeah if you haven't seen legally blonde <laughs> um but yeah i mean like it's a very good stress reliever i think it's good from a body image standpoint too mm-hmm. um you know I stopped caring as much what my body looked like because I knew what my body could do. Right. And that felt good. And I think that's important for anyone, but especially for young women, Uh um, you know, teenage girls. Also, yes, I can only really speak to my own or how much it helps me with mental health. But I've also seen a lot of teenage girls come in and their parents have shared with me that previous to coming in that they were suicidal. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a parent come in and do an intro the day after their daughter had gotten out of the hospital. And um, this has been several years back, but she was just so happy. And they were like, we haven't seen her this happy in a very long time. Wow. And I've, I, you know, we've experienced many things like that where mm-hmm. jujitsu has really, you know, it's cliche, but kind of really saved their lives. Oh, totally. I can totally see that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's good, like you said, from the community standpoint, Mm -hmm. from the physical, like stress reliever standpoint, I think jujitsu can be very important from a mental health standpoint. Definitely. And as much as we do love jujitsu, please remember it is not a substitute for working with a mental health professional. Okay. So the next question is older grapplers I feel targeted in this. Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, I just turned 50. What? I'm 42. <laughs> How do I feel about older grapplers? Get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> I don't know exactly what the question is. It just said older grapplers. But I think 
one of the most important things is that recovery is important. Yes. You have to take care of your body. You have to know when to rest, mm-hmm. uh, when to stop. Yes. How hard you can push yourself and when it's time to take a break. Yes. And if you need to rewind back to the question that we answered about ego, start there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Give yourself some grace. Like, yeah. you know, you can't expect yourself to be on an even playing field with somebody half your age. Right. You just can't. No. The nice thing about that, too, though, is is being older is that since I train with so many women that are half my age or somewhere in between. Yeah. I feel super prepared when I can actually go into a competition and there's someone even close to my age range or size. It just, I feel really well prepared when I go in. And it's also a really good gauge for me to kind of test, you know, am am I keeping up? And I kind of had to work through a little head trash of, I do belong, I can keep up. And it's like, it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that happens. We all get a little head trash Mm -hmm. of like, I mean, you know, I have some head trash that, you know, I'm a 42 year old female Uh teaching men in their 20s. Uh You know, like, do I have something to offer those guys? There was, you know, like I had a lot of head trash about it and I was really struggling the Thursday before the Fuji. Mm -hmm. That was just before my birthday and my back was super flared up and I wasn't rolling that night. And it was just, you know, I was just really like, in my feelings about, can I do this, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. um, am I providing value for these people? Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday at the competition, I was like, I'm a dang good coach. I mean, really. Yeah, for like, sure. I, I mean, you know, like I just really felt like I know that I've provided value for these guys, mm-hmm. you know, men and women, all ages. Yeah. But like you could see it. You could see them together as a team. You could see them helping each other out. You could see them listening to my coaching and, you know, doing the things I'm saying and winning their matches or, you know, losing with grace or trying so hard, whether they won or lost. Mm -hmm. Um, And just at the end of it, I was like, yeah, I absolutely provide value to these guys. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter that I'm older. Doesn't matter that I'm female. And, you know, like, I don't want to be ageist or sexist or anything Mm -hmm. like that, but sometimes we just get in our head about that kind of stuff. It's hard not to. Yeah. But I know that my team is better for having me as their coach. Well, it's also helpful too, to see somebody actually doing the thing that you're telling us to do. Like if you're injured, don't roll. Yeah. You know, you can still come, you can still take notes, you can still watch. Just, you know, again, ego, Mm -hmm. recognizing that. I do think that's a gift of age is that I feel better about mine and then other people's egos. I'm like, I don't care. Bless yeah. your heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're fine. You can, you can feel that way. I yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what, you know, I've heard my whole life is, you know, like you get in your forties and you get this, like, I don't care as much what you think about me type mentality. Wait till um, you hit 50. <laughs> it's like gone. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> Thank goodness. Cause you know, I'm at a time in my life where I need to not care about what people think about me. Um, <laughs> so this is helpful. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that um, we can all, you know, we all deal with that head trash, but mm-hmm. it's, 
It's head trash. It's just trash. That's it's what just it is. Trash. Take, Take the it trash out. out. Yep. <laughs> Take the trash out. Perfect. <laughs> Throw it away. That's what you do with trash, guys. <laughs> okay, so this person said that sometimes they practice techniques poorly. They do bad technique because they don't want to put too much pressure on their partner. And then when it's time for live rolling, they're doing a bad job. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think the bottom line is you have to practice the techniques correctly. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you don't want to smash your partner. I know you don't want to like murder them for the whole time you guys are drilling, but it's important that they feel how that is supposed to feel. It's part of being a good rolling and drilling partner. Like if they get out into a competition and have never felt that pressure before or oh, never yeah. felt neon belly properly, they're going to freak out. They're going to fail at that because you didn't practice it. So that, you know, that's part of being a good partner is actually doing the technique correctly um, so that eventually they can learn how to defend it correctly or be able to escape it correctly mm-hmm. or, you know, just withstand it. Right. Um, you know, I know that it sucks, but like it's making us better. It's making us better to like feel that pressure. And then when you get out in a live role or in competition and you feel somebody's pressure, you can go, Psh, this is nothing. Yeah. Like I've done this way worse in class, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. So I think it's important to, you know, do it correctly, have good pressure. I know you don't, you're not hurting them. Mm-mm. You're making them suffer a little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but that's part of it. Like jujitsu is uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Exactly. Both as the person putting pressure on and the person under pressure. Mm-hmm. Under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, I think the other thing too is that's some of that's maybe on you then to say you can give me more pressure. I know even when I'm, uh, when Jennifer and I are drilling things, we'll say, okay, fight me a little bit on this or, you know, give me more pressure, like whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. I think that's part of, I mean, that's just that good communication of being a good drilling partner or training yeah. partner. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, like let's say we're doing heavy shoulder pressure stuff. If your partner has like a hurt neck or something, yeah. like use your words, say, hey, yeah. my neck's hurting really bad. Like if you want to drill somebody else, that's fine. Oh, yeah. but like you can't pressure my neck like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. But if like we're good and we can yeah. do it, then, you know, like maybe you do it, like do a systems check. Like, is this good? Is this pressure good? Like, you know, tightening, tightening everything up. Okay, that's good. Now I can loosen up a little bit to do mm-hmm. the technique. Yeah. Um, but you've you've felt how it feels to have good, solid pressure. Mm-hmm. So somebody on Instagram also asked us the difference between sport jujitsu and self-defense. In a way, they go hand in hand. So we talk about it before, like the intro that I teach is self-defense based, but that doesn't mean that it's not the exact same thing that I would do in competition or in class or anything like that. I'm teaching um, some stuff from guard. I do like a Kimura, I do a guillotine, I do a sit-up sweep. I talk about why it's good for self-defense. I talk about why it's good for jujitsu. But like complete self-defense has some striking and you know blocking strikes and stuff like that some um, ability to escape in jujitsu. Like if we're talking sport jujitsu, you're not running away. No in self-defense. You are. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I'm getting, I mean, out if you can there. get out, that's the first choice. Yeah. Right. Um, it would be, you know, hide, flee, 
fight. Like yeah. those are your that's that's how you want to go here. If you if you can get away, get away. If you can't get away, then you hide. If you can't hide, then you have to fight. And if you can fight for a moment and then flee, great. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's more what self defense is. For jujitsu, we're not running away. You're you're in the fight. Um, I think that would be what I would say is the biggest difference. Um, obviously, there's going to be some things that we like open up ourselves to in regular jujitsu that we wouldn't in a self-defense scenario. I think both are important. I think jujitsu itself teaches us good body mechanics. It teaches us how to fight a bigger and stronger opponent. Mm -hmm. And it teaches us the confidence, which is important. In class, I talk a lot about how jujitsu and self-defense are related in that you have to know your surroundings, right? You have to have good awareness which is how we don't run into each other. Uh huh. And if they run into each other in a role, like I have a role at my school, if you kick somebody in the head, like, you know, if you and I are rolling and we kick somebody else that's another pair, mm-hmm. you and I both are building a house for the entire next round. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it seems silly, but like, one, it is our job to protect our training partners, which is still that other, you know, couple on the mat. Mm-hmm. And also self-awareness or, you know, situational awareness, your surroundings, that's part of it. You have to know that. And you have to know that in a competition, you know, like there are boundaries, like the mat's only so big. So if you go outside that space, you can be penalized. You could eventually be DQ'd. You can lose points, whatever that looks like, but you have to know your surroundings. So I think, you know, there's a lot of ways that jujitsu and self-defense cross over, but neither one is complete to the other. I've found that, well, like I just got back from a podcasting conference. And so it's first time I've flown, first time I've been around like a relatively large group of people. And I felt like I was definitely more aware just because of doing jujitsu, like knowing where the exits are yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. And just kind of seeing who's around. Yeah. 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 For sure. It's good. It's important. Mm-hmm. It's fun to play those little keep in mind games. Um, we used to play them with our nephews. Like we'd go to a restaurant and I'd be like, close your eyes. You know, how many people are in the room? Or like, tell me where the exits are. Or, you know, where's the guy in the red shirt? You know, like yeah. whatever, just to see if they could like, you know, pay attention to their surroundings and be able to point things out like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Our last question is how to have the best hair. I don't think I can answer this question yet. I'm still learning how to do my new hair. So it's still a work in progress. But you, Jen, have glorious hair. Thank you. All right. The secret to this hair, which has not been done today, and it's just after jujitsu class, uh, sexy hair texturizing paste. Two on the shine, eight on the hold. Nice. Very nice. I'll have to get that. I think they need to sponsor us now. Ooh, yes. (laughs) Great. Done. Done with all the questions. I'm so pleased by that. I hope that this turned out well on Instagram because we didn't watch them before we posted them. (laughs) And I'm living on the edge. Turns out great on the podcast, though we have an amazing editor, so I'm sure that it will. Okay, on and off the mat tips for this week. Well, your off the mat tip is definitely to follow us on Instagram. Yes, because you haven't already. Exactly. Like follow along, ask questions when you have them. And we actually get questions all the time Mm -hmm. um, that we don't make part of a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So if you have any like private questions, like we get asked about, you know, competition and 
ranking and, you know, coaches and teammates and how to deal with all kinds of different stuff. So we're happy to help be your guides through that if you would like to uh, ask us any questions there. Yeah. Or just hang out with us. Exactly. Exactly. Where can they find us? Well, they can find us on Instagram at Beauty and the Gee Podcast. And I am hanging out there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Klingerman. Everywhere you go. And we also have the Beauty and the Gee Gang Facebook group. So I'd say we're probably on Instagram way more. Though. I think so, too. Yeah. Instagram is your jam. It is. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> it is my jam. <laughs> okay, AJ, what's your on the mat tip for this week? I think the on the mat tip this week should just be check your ego, check your head trash. Yeah. Take out the trash. <laughs> and, you know, listen to your body. Be a good training partner. You know, just wrap it all up in that. Or just listen to this episode again. I like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Share it with a friend. Yes, if you know someone that could benefit from hearing this, and really that's like the best way to help us grow this audience. Absolutely. Share it with a friend, post a, post on Instagram with what you're listening and tag us and then we'll reshare that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're listening on like Spotify, you can easily share that to Instagram. Oh, yes. Yeah, we would love that. Yes, we would appreciate that very much. This podcast has been brought to you by Role Model Grappling. We have our Costa Rica event coming up in February. We still have some spots for that. So if you're interested, please uh, get on the website, which is rolemodelswanted.com. And that is R-O-L-L because we do jiu-jitsu. Thanks for listening. And we will see you on the mat.